Hello there, my friends, and welcome back to the Messy Middle Podcast slash the Docless Fitness YouTube channel. Today, I want to talk to you about my return to training through injury the last year and life being really hectic and messy and kind of my perspective and take and how I've approached those things. I know I get a lot of questions about injury all the time, and I'm not a physical therapist, so I can't give rehab advice. But what I think when it comes to it at the end of the day, you guys just want to understand and relate or kind of know how I got through these things in a way that allowed me to keep moving forward. And so I want to kind of give you a chat or my perspective on that and some actual advice and tips on what to do as someone who with athletic goals, who is dealing with injuries or setbacks or life. So before we get started, if you are listening on your favorite uh, podcast listening channel, if you can go ahead and rate, review, subscribe to this podcast, it means so much. Um, and if you're over on the YouTube, go ahead and hit that subscribe button as well. If you really, really love my content here and you want to support me for free 99, you will either go to my YouTube or my podcast, whichever one you are not on and hit subscribe there as well. So let's jump right into it. So for those of you who are unaware, you can head to my YouTube channel and see the video of my boot scoot video. And February of 2022, I had some weird running foot Achilles thing going on that kind of came out of nowhere. And I think what happened was it was like the perfect storm of doing too much volume. And it was very unintentional. I think a lot of us don't intentionally get injured at any point in time. Um, but I remember I was practicing double unders for the CrossFit Open, which double unders always irritate in old plantar fasciitis issue that I have, uh, calf foot things that I've always dealt with as an athlete growing up that I've had issues with my entire life. Um, doing speed work and I went out dancing in heeled boots, which sounds so silly. Um, but if you follow me along on the gram, you know that I've been rocking like Dr. Scholl's sneakers for the last year, which are linked on my Amazon that are great. They're like these platform white sneakers. Um, because I'm just, I, I'm not even, it's not even worth it anymore to me. And that set off a cascade of what seemed like a never ending injury cycle. So I'm not, you know, injuries aren't new to me. I've been injured in the past. Um, for those of you who are unfamiliar um, with this, my background is that I have really bad hypermobility. And while I can't, you know, tell you how to manage your hypermobility, I was diagnosed by a doctor as a teenager. And I've had a lot of issues my entire life um, in general because of this. Uh, my foot and leg have given me issues since I basically was born. I had to do a lot of foot rehab as an infant. And a, and a toddler, they wanted to break my legs at one point and put me in foot braces. So my left foot and leg giving me issues is a lifelong journey for me. Um, but having hypermobility means I have a lot of like soft tissue irritation type injury things all of the time. I've been very fortunate to never have a major injury or setback. Um, but I, I kind of almost chronically have these little nags and niggles um, that pop up. But this past year is probably the most tedious, never-ending injury cycle that I've ever had. And so I had this perfect storm of all of this stuff. And, you know, at first it seemed fine. I pulled back running a little bit. It seemed okay. It seemed like almost like the the soft pad of my, of my outer edge of my foot was hurting. And then it kind of went away and then it came back so bad that I, I couldn't walk. I couldn't put weight on it. I was crying. I was kind of, I tend to overreact a little bit um, when I'm injured, which I'm sure many of you relate to. And I, you know, reached out to my friend Taylor Eckel, who's a DPT, who I highly recommend for you for one-on-one -on -one consults with physical therapy and injury stuff. That's who I work with her. And then my, now my friend Claire, who's a former undergrad, have kind of helped me a lot the last year. Um, and then... 
she suggested I go to a doctor in person and I got an MRI because we were worried I had a stress fracture, which I'm at low end of the risk for stress fractures. But since I was dealing with, you know, some GI issues coming out of my PhD, we were worried maybe I had gone into low energy availability. I have good bone density, but I maybe was under eating and it was just a red flag that I couldn't put weight on it. Got the MRI and that was after two weeks of being in a boot, which pretty much offloaded my foot and ankle and all that entirely during that two weeks. Um, and it came back clear. I was just having some really bad inflammation in some of the tissue there on the side of my foot that was coming from just my calf and plantar fascia being really tight. And like the way my mechanics work is I roll my foot and I put too much pressure on it. I had a similar uh, setback in 2019 where I first started working with Taylor. And again, my foot is plaguing my whole life. I wish I, well, maybe in the YouTube version of this, we'll throw up a picture of me and my granny boots as a kid and the insoles I used to wear and the giant shoes I'd have to wear to fit my insoles. So I, it just, it, it was very frustrating because it was like, I, it was like my feet never wanted to let me be the athlete that I wanted to be. And so during the offloading of those few weeks, uh, coming back into training, it really irritated my Achilles, which probably was part of the problem to begin with. But because of this, you know, even run walking a little bit or short distance running, coming back into it, you know, the volume of that was probably more than my body was used to or could handle coming off of being in a boot for two weeks. And so you guys will notice a trend here. Like when it comes to injury reduction, um, we won't say prevention because you, you can do everything right and still get injured, right? You know, the biggest thing is issues is people are overdoing volume or intensity or both at the same time or like more rapidly than their body's adapted to. And this is a big reason why when you see me talk about running or lifting, I think clients or people who consume my content can get frustrated with me because I'm going to make you go at a slower pace than maybe you want to go. And this is why, not just because of my own training history, but in general, when we think about like when you jump into running or you start lifting and people are, are very worried about getting injured and hurt, like that is a completely valid fear. I understand where that comes from, even if statistically it's not as likely. Um, it's because you're doing too much, too fast, too intense, too soon. And so I then took uh, a, a step back. I didn't do cardio or running. I only cycled or did erg work as I finished up my PhD at Georgia, which is really hard for me because I knew that I was moving to Colorado and I wanted to do a ton of hiking. And Taylor kind of said like, you know, you either reduce your pain so you can hike and enjoy your summer with Regis before, you know, you start your postdoc and or like he, we ended up doing distance for a few months there until I moved with back with him now. Um, or you keep pushing and see what happens. And so I, I cared more about being able to hike and having some sort of fitness to hike than I did about running at that point in time. And I had been registered for 50 miler last year. And I basically was like, okay, like my goal now is to drop that distance to the 22 miler and get to that by October, which was feasible and realistic at the time. And I didn't end up doing. And so I just pulled back that volume and intensity worked on cardio otherwise and gave my Achilles the rest that it needed until I got through all of the hiking that I did in June. So in June, I wasn't running, but I was hiking a lot, which for me, hiking is a great way for me to get involved volume or fitness that doesn't tend to irritate some of the stuff that I get from running specifically, which maybe that's why I favor trail running over road running. Um, but for me, it's a great way to kind of like mix up the type of training that I'm doing while still getting that in and getting out there and enjoying the things that I love to do. So then last July, I did a return to running and it was slow, terrible, it was demoralizing. The amount of physical fitness that I had lost between finishing up my PhD, which I took like a hiatus from race training, 2021 was just a really bad year of training in general, which is a rough year for me in general. My running took a big hit because of that. Um, and then getting injured just meant that like the compound loss of my endurance was huge. I was probably the least fit um, that I was since I had 
decided to start running again after I was powerlifting and I was done drinking the you can't run and lift Kool-Aid. And that was really like, especially when your business is centered around your, your fitness and what you do. I mean, it was humbling. And so, you know, not only had I lost a ton of fitness, but I also was dealing with an Achilles injury. And if you know anything about Achilles injuries is essentially like the faster you run, the harder the force is coming up through your foot, your calf, your ankle are. So you almost have to run slower in order to do that. So not only was I dealing with weaker calf issues, you know, weaker Achilles issues, I also couldn't tolerate any fast running at all. And this was true for months and months and months for me. Um, honestly, most of last year. And so, you know, not only was I winded and my heart rate spiking at what would be very easy zone two paces, I'm sure you're gonna, you can relate to that like, in general. Um, I, I couldn't do, like my body, like it wouldn't move any faster than it was. And so I started run, walk or short distance running at like in the heat of Colorado summer. And I'm like talking, jogging 12, 1230, 13, 1330 13, minute miles. Like, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I know for many of you, you feel really bad about that within your own cells when you're running slower paces but that's what I did for the whole rest of that summer I ran basically 13 minutes to 13 minutes and 30 seconds is about the point of which you start to you know your stride and your form will start to potentially fall apart and you start like slogging your feet and that can lead to potentially injury just because you're just kind of putting a lot of forces at impact and losing that cadence and gait within your running form so as long as I was staying below that I I I did my best to keep my heart rate down and go slow I did a lot of walk run and for the first month of June I felt like I was just on the top of the world for the fact that I was actually running. But then once I got to the point where I was able to run consistently into August and September, and I did get to race a nine-mile trail race in uh, September, and then that 22-miler in October, um, which are huge, and they can feel like huge goals to people. Um, it, it did feel, though, like how much fitness that I had actually lost after I got out of that initial climb out was really aware. Like I felt pretty crummy about myself. And I know from doing VO2 max testing across my PhD that my VO2, you know, by the end of 2021, before I graduated, was back down in the low 40s, at least on a row or on a bike, which means it's a little bit higher. But, you know, I knew that, you know, when I was training for my 50 miler or races in the past, I've had my VO2 be at least in the upper 40s to low to mid 50s. I one time clocked a 63, which I feel like that machine had been broken. But I have a relatively like decent amount of fitness. And comparatively, that was as low as it had been when I was powerlifting. So I knew for me, my fitness deficit was significant. And I could feel that when I was running and training. And I knew in that moment, you know, I either could could feel bad about my performances in those races, especially that 22 miler. I mean, that took me a lot longer than I maybe feel like it should have, even though it was at altitude. But I was just happy to finish it. But when I got done with that race, um, you know, that's when I was dealing and facing with another injury and setback. So not only am I feeling morally down on myself, while also having like being conflicted with just the excitement and happiness of being able to be out there again. Um, during that 22 mile race in the first weekend of October of last year, I fell in a puddle. So uh, this race was in Crested Butte and there was a huge mud puddle and I had stepped down into it and I slid across the bottom of it. And it was like a fire road where there's puddles everywhere. So I was trying to not step in it, but you know, it it happens. And when I did, I slid and then all of my force of my whole body landed on my left hip directly into the puddle. And I was pretty much halfway through the race when this happened. So it was either go back 
or finish the race. So I chose to finish the race. But I, the few miles after that, you know, it felt like my entire IT band was having like a seizure. I, it was so tight. I was, you know, it was uncomfortable. I felt pretty like bad about everything that was happening right there in that moment but I kept going um because it was like you know I had to finish the miles anyway so I figured I might as well finish the race and I thought everything was fine and dandy um but then I realized quickly after that I actually had somehow hurt my glute glute mean hip during that time just through all that impact and so I was having pain with squatting when I had finally got back to full range of motion squatting something that I had to reduce and remove when my calf and Achilles were an issue and everything that was coming up for my Achilles was then being compounded by my hip and then my hip being like that whole left leg was just a negative or I guess a positive feedback but in not a good way um loop with my body so it was just up and down up and down that chain and it, it, it felt terrible because I couldn't full range of motion squat anymore I had to pull out Olympic weightlifting because not only was I dealing with recovering my calf and Achilles but now I'm dealing with a hip and a glute and it was to the point where my glute med had atrophied like I didn't even think about it until one day you know I looked in the mirror and I sent it to my friend Taylor and I was like is my glute smaller and she's like yeah it actually is a little bit and now asymmetries and imbalances in fitness are normal in your body but this was to the point where it seemed noticeable um to the point that I was having actual weakness and pain associated with it and I you know was like okay this is something that I need to address because it is an issue for me and so I really did spend I mean this is the middle of me starting my postdoc life is busy life is hectic it's crazy hard my schedule is all over the place um I didn't really show this public in the internet at the time but Regis was getting ready to leave and move to start his job and we were getting ready to do distance we were moving the list method over into a brand new training app because I didn't know about my funding situation and if I had a job the next year and it was just stress right and if we know anything about training and fitness is that exercise itself is a stressor but then when you're compounding that with the stress on top of your body and an injury it's just you know not only is it not great for your recovery but it's also making it such a more mental head game so my goal at that point in time is like to get through winter and fall to maintain and sustain and then readdress at the new year and that's what I did so we were doing a ton of stuff within my strength training to really address um the discrepancies and issues that I was having um you know we kept modifying that I maintained my running volume and supplemented with some biking and cardio just to get through the, the really busy season that I was in I think I was working I don't like to say this to be like obtuse but like 70 to 80 hours a week every week and on through the weekends for about two months straight like it was I was not in a great place and so you know just not maintaining my training and getting to a point where I could get to the new year and start fresh for me was so huge and knowing that going into this year my goal was to get back to the ultra marathon and that's where I am now uh seven months later when I'm recording this here today and so you know the injury issues didn't they weren't gone at this point in time I mean your Achilles is a tendon and that glute was still pretty you know much a nagging issue and these are things that I felt like I went back and forth with for months will continue to make my progress and so these are the things that I did that might be helpful for you guys so one I I worked with PTs I don't want you guys to think that I'm giving you advice on what to do yourselves I worked with physical therapists I either did phone consults with my friend Taylor I think about two or three times throughout this year and then in April when I was having some issues I had a physical assessment in person at um my desert rats race which we have a video on on youtube as well with my friend claire who like physically assessed some of the stuff i had going on in person just because i i felt like i needed that at that time just for my own mental sanity and well-being and so i think having people in your corner 
physical therapists, doctors, you know, coaches that can work with you, this is where it is so huge to have something. And so the things that I did in order to move forward and make progress within this is one, I stuck with a consistent lifting program. Me and my coach Noah, who's a one-on-one coach for the List Method who programs build, I program perform, uh, very similar philosophies on training, keep things very similarly, managing intensity and volume. And for me, what I did is I swapped out movements that I couldn't do that irritated my injury or the volume of it irritated my injury for other things so I didn't do full range of motion snatching or squatting pretty much all of the fall and early this year because full range of motion squats were still an issue for me and so I was still box squatting and then I just wasn't I just wasn't snatching um I did pretty much power cleans exclusively and that was some guidance from Taylor as well as to just kind of pick which one of those was most important to me and so for the spring I was like let's push deadlift let's push power clean and then like let's push box squat right and that was more of a maintenance push type thing but just to keep that squatting pattern in but where I reshifted my focus instead was the things that I that I knew were either areas that I could get excited about that could translate over into what I was working towards or getting stronger in. So since I was having a weaker glute left leg issue, we started doing a lot of single leg training, high range of motion box, high range of motion. So higher box box step ups, lunges, side step ups and uh, single leg hip thrusts were a lot of the things that I have been like pushing during these last few training cycles. And for me, that's because one, those were things that directly either alleviated my symptoms. So for, for me, doing these tempo box step ups and that are high range of motion I I knew were something that like when I did them my pain was reduced and or you know my that strength that I gained from that was directly improving the thing that I had so this is stuff again that I worked through with my coach my own knowledge base and physical therapist just things that we can I could incorporate into my program to address these things that I had um, within me but also allowed me to get excited about training right so I wasn't able to push things the way I wanted to but it gave me things to work on that were either a weakness or still excited me and so my philosophy when it comes to life training, fitness, if you guys have been following along since the pandemic, is there's always something to work on. You, me, none of us are so fit that we do not have something to work on at any point in time, right? Unless you are Tia Claire Toomey, Matt Frazier, like Lauren Horvat, whoever, what like these elite level CrossFitters who have it all across the board or decathlon winners in the Olympics, you probably have a deficit in your fitness that you can work on at any point in time. There's not something you can't work on while you're in you're rehabbing or coming back from something else. And so I've always taken that philosophy. Okay, can't do that. Great. Not a not piece of equipment is available. We'll do this. Season of life doesn't allow for it. Pivot, right? There's always something you can work on. Like during the pandemic, I worked on handstand push-ups, right? I got really good at handstand push-ups. Why? Because I could do it. It was there and I wasn't great at them. So I improved a deficit. So during that time, I, you know, maybe I couldn't do the things that I wanted to do and, oh, what was me? this voluntary activity and hobby, blah, blah, blah. So I picked things that I could work on. So we worked on chin-ups. I did a lot of weighted chin-ups and worked on progressing that weight. And getting my step-ups heavier has been so fun for me. And then single leg hip thrust might be the worst exercise of all time, worse than split squats. Um, But getting that stronger, like it, it, it made me feel like I was able to actually do something to move myself forward while also giving me a fun goal that was external from my injury itself, right? So you know, taking an assessment of your program, and I didn't change that many variables compared to a normal program. And I do a program that's very similar to our program perform, um, except for I just add Olympic weightlifting to it. Um, 
I just picked variables that I could push more on that, you know, fell below the level of symptomality or alleve my symptoms for me while removing or reducing or, you know, adjusting things appropriately. And that's okay. A good coach can help you adjust your program. I don't want you to think that you need to like pay a physical therapist to modify or adjust your program. We do help clients do that if they need to know how to work around these pain or volume thresholds. But when it comes to directly addressing your injury, that's where having the coach oversight of saying like, hey, like, add this in, swap this in, adjust for this, do this, X, Y, Z can really help. And so, you know, basically all spring, I went back and forth between, you know, I would have a few weeks of great training and then all of a sudden my ankle would hurt so bad. My ankle or my foot would hurt so bad and I would freak out because I would think, oh my God, like I'm, I'm going to have a setback. I'm going to, you know, ruin everything. And I think people think that like, I'm like, oh, I'll have it together all the time. Like I am such a mental case um, when it comes to these things because I would rather go slower and do less and not hurt myself um, than push it and find that. And I think a really important thing to remember that a lot of good sports specific physical therapist or medicine doctor practitioner type people are going to remind you that pain doesn't mean damage. And that has been really helpful for me with mentally dealing with my injuries that pain doesn't always mean that you're damaging your tissue, right? So think about like when you're sore after a workout, you might not you might be like, oh, I'm just sore. Okay. Like, cause you know, you're not damaging anything, but if you're having an injury or a nag or a niggle come up, you don't know if it's just, oh, I did a little too much. It's a little sore. It's a little irritated. It's a little angry. I got to just pull it back. I got to rest or recover or, hey, how does it feel in 24 to 48 hours versus immediately after? Um, and is this continuing on? And so again, I can't give you direct advice on how to apply that to you because that's something that I've worked through on my own um, knowledge of my body alongside doctors um, or physical therapists. The Messy Middle Podcast will be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Are you confused about what supplements you should actually be taking? In a world full of juice cleanses, detox teas, fancy promises, it can really be hard to trust anything. But high quality supplements, when dosed appropriately, can actually help support your fitness goals. And that's why I use Legion. I've been using Legion supplements since the beginning of this year. And after years of never really fully committing to one single brand due to lack of transparency in their labeling, unnecessary fluff, or just reporting things as blends and not knowing what's actually my product, I finally found a solid science-based product line that fits my supplementing needs. Legion's products are 100% naturally sweetened, and my favorite part, they are fully transparent in their labeling, and they use dosages that are actually backed by what the science says you need to be effective and support your fitness goals. And not the least amount you can get away with, and not just labeling as blends, but fully transparently telling you what's in your product and why they dosed it that way. And this is huge, because it lets you know exactly what you're taking and if it's actually going to be effective, and then you can know what's going into your body. My personal favorites are their cinnamon cereal whey. Yes, it tastes as good as it sounds. The mocha cappuccino plant protein. Pulse, their pre-workout, which comes in non-stimulant or caffeinated stimulant based. And Recharge, the recovery blend, which also gives me the creatine I need to move weights well in the gym. Legion offers 100% money back guaranteed if you're not happy with their products. And you can save 20% off your first order today with our code MESSYMIDDLE at checkout. That's M-E-S-S-Y. M-I-D-D-L-E at checkout to save 20% today. But that has always been really helpful for me because a lot of the time I, I would have just some soreness or irritation or anger, but I was fine. I, it would go away within a day or two. I could continue the next run. It wasn't hurt while I was running, um, but it felt like the end of the world every single time it happened and then it would be fine. And I'd be like, are we good? Are we in the clear? I don't know. And so it was like every few weeks. So what I did though, in order to maintain that, so not only did I do a repeated training program 
four to five weeks at a time. And then a lot of my exercises were kept the same other than a few variables being changed week to week, like keeping them very consistent and progressing within that is I took my running and my return to running in tiers. So I didn't just ramp up at a diagonal of my volume. I started at like 20 mile weeks and I stayed there. And then when that started to feel good, I bumped up a little bit more to 25 mile weeks and then got my way to 30 mile weeks. And then from there, I bumped myself up and then maintained within like this 33 to 40 mile range for the last few months as well, because I just took it in tiers. And this is very similar, like our list method base bill programs are have like a, have a, uh, or 10 to 15, 15 to 20, and 20 to 30 mile a week program. So this would be very similar to almost me doing the 10 to 15 mile a week program and then the 20 to 30 mile a week programs kind of back to back and just staying within these ranges of similar weekly volumes for weeks as my body readapted before making progress. So I could assess how is this volume making me feel? Is this irritating my symptoms? Like how am I responding to this? Hey, let's give my body some time to adapt as I'm building this volume up rather than just shooting for the stars. And the next thing that I did during this time is I really didn't do any speed work. That was hard and demoralizing because I could not run faster than a 10 minute in like 15 to 30 second pace at the most without having irritation of symptoms. I did run a half marathon at the very first week of March at about a 9.22 minute mile pace and that felt mostly okay. Um, I didn't want to push that race harder than necessary. I kind of just did it like a sustainable like hard effort for me at the time because I had been running basically 10, 30 to 12 minute miles this entire past year while redeveloping my aerobic base um, and tolerance of my Achilles. And I came to terms with the fact that if I was going to have to run slower this whole year, not that I'm that much faster of a runner, um, very middle pack. Um, if I had to run slower versus not run at all, I was going to run slower. And that was the acceptance that I made with myself. And your deal with yourself might be like you might have to run less volume or you might have to cross train more or you might need to eat more, you know, having to, to recognize what you need to do. Um, and that was something that I took. So I gave myself these low, long, low slow, long plateaus for my body to adapt and get used to the training volume. And again, this is very similar to how we program within the list method. And that is very intentionally either intense, increasing intensity or volume or repeating things as we need to repeat them. Because even if it feels slower and more mentally defeating, it allows us to adapt to keep going and building a bigger base or base or a bigger amount of volume you can pull from or just a larger amount of fitness, right? You don't have to force uh, progressive overload, it should come to you. And when you're coming back from injury, you know, having these abilities to maintain and checkpoints has been so helpful for me, because it's allowed me to just be able to assess and trust that I can do what I'm doing within my programming. That's my new base. Let's push it a little bit more, see what we can do. Okay, that's good. Let's maintain it here for a few weeks, see how that feels. Okay, let's keep going. And that's how I really got through most of this this year. Um, I progressed things like my long run slowly, but I really kept them within a pretty conservative tight range of about like 12 to maybe 16 miles for most of that. I didn't really do any big, big efforts. Um, and I focused more on just getting back to the volume. If I was having irritation of symptoms, sometimes I would break up my weekend distance. So I do a lot of back-to-back -back long runs because I train for trail races and that's a very common technique. Instead of me doing like 14 and six, I might do 10 and 10. So I was like kind of a little bit less, a little bit less, but still getting that similar volume on weeks where I, you know, was finding things were irritating and I was like, hey, 10 miles seems to feel good. Let's do 10. And I know that me saying, oh, I did 10 miles on my back off week or whatever might feel, um, you know, 
really out of scope for you make that applicable to where you were at and what you were doing remember you know like I was training for a higher goal um and doing that based off volume and really working with myself and easing back in after a year of injury but then this April uh, you know that hip that we've been working so hard to do I finally felt like my fitness was starting to click into that next gear that that really slow long haul of fitness of working towards things that we feel really defeated at like that zone two work that we feel like should happen in three to six weeks from like Jul- June July of lat- last year up until April it was like all of a sudden I felt my fitness start to click in like oh there it is there you are and I my body wanted to run faster it wanted to run about a 30 seconds to up to a minute faster per mile and it felt really good it felt recoverable my heart rate was down cruising awesome but again the faster intensity my hip did not like my glute with my hip it was just like we're not having this we are angry and I was like I cannot have another setback I was so upset I was so angry um that's when I had my friend Claire do the physical therapy assessment in me after my race I pulled back volume and intensity a little bit for a few weeks in the beginning of May and I was like I'm just gonna focus on Bert if I can't run fast I, I, that's fine I try to run faster and my body wasn't ready for it so I was like okay we'll just keep focusing on running slow and I was like but I can do vert I can do incline, I can do stair stepping, I can do hills, that doesn't bother me. So I just can't go fast and that's fine. I'll go far, I'll go hard and I just, you know, became okay with what I could do in the moment. And that was great because I ended up doing all of this vertical gain training and these high vert long runs and that intensity was still there in a different way than speed. And I built a ton of climbing fitness and I did the Boulder Skyline Traverse at the end of May, which has been a bucket list run for me to do for years. And I felt good doing it. Um, even if, you know, I wasn't, you know, a speeding Gonzalez or, or it's the fastest I've ever been in my life. Um, and that was probably the moment at the end of May where I finished that Skyline Traverse after all those setbacks, after having another injury flare up and April really doing dialing in step ups and the eccentric step ups and working on the step downs with my hip um just really dialing in what I know made me feel better and stronger and felt like that actually carried forth over into the rest of my training and some rehab stuff that I had programmed in there too for my feet and my hips and my ankles and all that stuff um I I remember finishing that run and thinking to myself like she's back and that was a year that was a year after I had started like return to hiking and return to running like that was almost exactly a year later that I felt like okay my fitness is coming back I'm able to do the things I love and it seems like the goals that I've set for myself a year ago are now finally feasible and so as I've gone through the last eight weeks between conferences and moving across the country and getting married a second time or formally in my elopement um you know we got to our elopement week last week and I knew that this whole year more than I wanted to run a race I again my priority just like it was last year was that I wanted to be able to keep up with Regis in the mountains and go outside and do what I loved with him like that value to me mattered more than my ego on any finish line and coming back to those important parts of fitness is really huge at the end of the day like why are we doing these things that we're doing right I could never race again in my life but if I can go outside and take trips with my friends or you know my partner or you know experience things like that matters more to me at the end of the day and that's where my value has to come from and all I cared about was like okay like how do I be healthy and fit so I can keep up with my husband on our honeymoon and you know last week I was nervous going into it because I was having some 
out of nowhere flare-ups of my right plantar fascia, which have never hurt me in my entire life. Um, I think that might have hopefully knock on one been a fluke from the CrossFit level two doing crossover jumps and uh, just irritating my feet because it's not as it hurt since. I was like, you have to be kidding me. I cannot sign up for a 50 miler if I have a brand new bout of plantar fasciitis. Please go away. Um, but I went to that week last week and between Sunday and Saturday, we did 65 miles or I did. He did more than that with like 18,000 feet of gain and loss throughout it. We did um, Mount Whitney, which is the highest peak in America, which is a 22-mile day, um, a 13-mile day, a 15-mile day, a 12-mile day, like big days right out there. And I don't know. I It's like I finished the trip, and my friend was like, how do you feel? And I was like, I think I just have to do it. I think I have to sign up for that race and just do it because it was like all of this past year and all of those head games that I played with myself and all the lifts I didn't want to show up to, but I chose to show up to because I knew the consistent strength training would benefit me and make me stronger because strength is never a weakness. That comes from Coach Noah. Um, strength is never wasted. We always have something we can work on. All of those workouts when I was in the middle of like busy seasons and my postdoc and life being really messy behind the scenes and that I said, no, I'm going to show up anyway. And I, I, my motivation for showing up for my lifts the last year were not because my lifts were fun and exciting because I felt like I couldn't lift the train the way I wanted to. And a lot of those times it was that for me, it was like, okay, if I do this, if I show up, I will get stronger and I will get better. I was showing up for future me every single time. I can't tell you how many lifts I didn't want to do. And I felt like I was going through the motions of just showing up and doing the most that I could and not skipping reps and not skipping accessories, even when my men mentally I wasn't there, mostly because work was really stressful and crazy and hard because I knew that that work was what was going to get me healthy and strong and get me back out there, right? So, I mean you know, this hasn't been my best season of strength training, even though my strength's still doing very, very well. Um, but it, it became such a rehab focus where it was like, okay, like being stronger is what I need to be. So I'm going to show up every single day, every single time to do that. And so, you know, coming out of last week, you know, the Boulder Skyline Traverse and then this past week were probably the two milestones in this past year where I just felt like, you know, I finally was getting back to that person I was two, three years ago or three years ago because 2021 was a terrible year running. It was crazy. I came off the best year of running in my life. Um, and then I had this just horrific, horrific year of running. Um, nothing was clicking. Nothing was falling in place. Nothing would work. It was just like life, right? We've all been there. And so whether you're dealing with a life setback or life being crazy or an injury, you know, looking at this past year, the biggest thing for me was just taking ownership of what I could do, reducing my expectations of what I needed to do beyond what I could do, right? I wasn't trying to do four or five lifts a week when I knew that wasn't feasible, that were 90 minutes long. That was not the time of the season for me. I knew that my workload and stress was really crazy high. And I knew that my biggest goals were getting stronger so I could run farther and run longer. My goal wasn't to get faster. My goal was not to, you know, PR my snatch. That was not the season for it. I had to have realistic expectations on what that looked like and mean to me um, during this time. But you know, I, I still am like not 100%. Like right now, my hips a little sore and tender, but that I, I, that's normal. And I know that um, it's continuing to get stronger. But you know, I can bounce and do plyos and run and my Achilles are not blowing up anymore. And I can run a little bit faster and I'm tolerating it more. And I'm running higher volume and hiking. And I just feel like, you know, I still have a long way to go. 
but I'm at the point where I can build from a place of where I feel more like myself. And I think that's the hardest thing in this, right? Is your ego gets involved and you feel crummy and you feel like you're letting yourself down. Um, But within that, I knew like even when I felt like I didn't recognize the person that I was or that the clouds of injury or pain or whatever feel like, you know, nothing's working and nothing's going to get better. It's the same thing I tell you with everything. You have to keep going, right? You have to believe that if you keep showing up, things will get better. You will have breakthroughs. Like bodies just take a really long time to adapt. And especially if you have like a soft tissue injury, they just take forever to heal, right? Like it just, it's annoyingly long for these things. And I, I, with every injury or setback that I've had, it's just having to manage my volume, my intensity and keep going, moving forward in a way that isn't causing me any more pain or distress, um, but allows me to make progress in whatever that looks like um well so I'm not just sitting back and giving up right I maybe I'm distracting myself with a few other fun goals during that time like weighted chin-ups or whatever it is um or you know just having a pep talk with myself of like you either do this or you don't you need to take ownership of the situation or you can just sit around and wait for it to get better right and so you know you know coming through injury and pain while staying active can feel scary because you're going to find moments in time where you're going to push up against that wall of tolerance and yes theoretically doing nothing will lead you to no pain but it's not going to get it stronger and better too you know the it's the mindset part of working through pain can be the hardest thing because we catastrophize in our head or you know you don't want to have another setback I don't want to go through another year of what I just went through like that was really hard and sucked really bad but it also allowed me to you know have some real honest conversations with myself of like giving myself grace of even the fitness I lost coming out of my PhD for how hard that was and what a hard messy season of life that was for me but also knowing moving forward I don't want to lose that again like that I don't want that to be what I drop off and also like seeing me take ownership of my life with my postdoc being so crazy and busy and being like, no, I'm going to get this in. I'm going to make this work. I'm going to figure out a way to make this work for the season for me. And it was mentally really hard that year, like the amount of cognitive flexibility that I had to constantly be having with my schedule in my life was very fatiguing, but I knew it was a season and I knew that if I could just hold on and keep going that it would all pay off in the end. And so these are all the conversations that I've had to have with myself this past year. And so, you know, I officially have signed up for a 50 miler in about seven weeks from today. And I have to believe that my body is ready. Um, I think the biggest thing with injury and setback is that we always want to like almost play it safe and hold back and not trust that we can do the thing that we want to do. And it's not like I'm pushing this more than I, I've been training now seven eight it will be almost nine months of training um by the time I get to that my body is stronger my pain has gone away substantially um and it's just you know it's time for me to trust that my body can do these things again and I've been calling it the you know the comeback is better than the throwback because I'm not trying to get back to where I was I'm trying to get to where I'm going to be and I have more work when it's done and I'm still being very cautious with my body and respecting its healing process um but I know that you know I've put in the work to be at the place I am and feel better and be more recovered and even if it felt like it was never ending you know if you can keep going even if you you if you can't focus on that future long-term goal if you can just think about okay well what is this doing for me in this day today and how is this going to be make me better tomorrow you know 
for me, that's what kept me going is like, yes, I had that future goal, but it's it did seem big and far away. Um, but for me, well, what can I control in this moment? Well, I can control that I can get my lift in. I can control that I don't skip my accessory work. I can control that I do my core. I do my rehab. I do what I need to do. And I can control, you know, how I talk to and treat myself during this time as I come back from these things. So, you know, for me, I know a lot of my content and who I am can be so unrelatable to you guys because I've reached a point in my career in my fitness where it's it seems maybe intimidating more than anything, but I'm a human first and foremost. And, you know, the last year for me between being injured and moving across the country and my postdoc and all the things that happened with that and then doing distance and getting married and dealing with an injury and, you know, running a business within all this has been really, really, really hard, right? And at the end of the day, it's always about coming back to yourself and like, what do I value? What do I want? How can I can take control of the situation? How can I let go of control of certain things? I'm still learning that one myself. Um, but how can I give myself grace for feeling the things that I'm feeling? And how can I put people or practitioners in my corner that can help guide me or see things or give me, you know, the the pep talk that I need when I need it. That's why coaches are great. That's why, you know, good doctors are great. Friends, peers, partners that can kind of take an external look at your situation for you. And you can see where you're, you know, judging things more harshly, or you need someone to just tell you it's going to be okay for yourself. So, you know, bring that group of people in your corner. You don't have to be an elite athlete to do that, right? You are an athlete if you're doing these things and injuries and setbacks in life can feel really detrimental to us, but your training and progress still matters. So I hope that was was a nice little insightful chat with you guys. I, I know I get asked about injury a lot, how I mentally deal with that, how I process that, um, and what I do. And while I can't give injury or rehab advice um, to you all, because that's not, I'm not qualified to do that, um, I do know that mentally dealing with this has been really, really, really hard for me. So I hope the, you know, the approach I took helps you guys see like that it is a long process sometimes coming out of it. Um, but also, you know, giving yourself that mental fortitude you need to get through it is not easy and trusting your body to come back from that and being worried that you're going to injure yourself again can be really hard but you know take your program systematically and stepwise and allow your body to give you honest actual feedback about what is happening and do doing and dealing with that with somebody in your corner right whether that's in the list method and you have the coaches that you can message at any point in time or working with one on one one coaches or working with my friend taylor or any of the other physical therapist I have on my recommended website or whatever it is um, to kind of, you know, let you know you're headed in the right direction and what you need to do. So if you guys found this helpful, please let me know. This is a little bit more of a personal take of a show today, but I have been asked enough about it that I thought it'd be good to just sit down and have a good chat. Um, if you're listening to this on, you know, your favorite podcast channel, again, rate, review, subscribe. It's really appreciated. Uh, YouTube, go ahead and subscribe, like this video, and leave me a comment on, you know, if you've dealt with an injury, if you have been coming back from an injury, how you've mentally done, or even your best advice for someone else that maybe I haven't, you know, oh, I missed here, or something that you've dealt with. Maybe you've had a more serious injury and how you got through that. I think it would be really helpful for this community as well to see that. Um, and I think, you know, we're all human and it's normal for us to worry about these things or, you know, over 
get in our head more than necessary and to remind ourselves like other people go through this through they do come out on the other side it can feel like you're never going to and you're never going to come back to where you were but focus about where you're going not where you've been and that has been the game changer for me so i hope you guys enjoyed this um hopefully i will catch you on the next episode or the next video and if you're dealing with an injury like this right now just know it will get better you will come through it you will come out of it and i want you to share your race finish or your PR with me when you do. All right. Have a good one, guys.